0: Let's just start with a question. Does your life truly make you happy? Not sorta happy, not kinda happy, but is it the life you've always dreamt of? If you're hesitating, this podcast is for you. Many of us are living lives that we're settling for instead of lives that light us up. This podcast will help you learn how to overcome your own fears, how to keep dreaming those big, bold dreams that you're having, but to also take action so that you can have the life you've always yearned for. Welcome to the Amara Brown Show. Thank you for being here. Let's get this party started. Hey y'all, hey, I'm your host Amara. Thank you all so much for being here. I cannot wait to get into today's topic. So what we're going to be talking about today is how your life is a direct reflection of the things that you're consuming. And I want to talk about consumption and kind of ground us in that before we start. So I'm going to read a quote from a book that my sister shared with me that I absolutely love. So let me find it. Here it is. Okay. Nothing can survive without food. Everything we consume acts either to heal us or to poison us. We tend to think of nourishment only as what we intake through our mouths, but what we consume in our eyes, our ears, our nose, our tongues, and our bodies is also food. The conversations going on around us and those we participate in are also food. Are we consuming and creating the kind of food that is healthy for us? And helps us grow. When we say something that nourishes us and uplifts the people around us we feed love and compassion. When we speak and act in ways that cause tension and anger we are nourishing violence and suffering. I really love this quote because it's low-key a little bit of a read (laughs) because it's basically telling you your life is based on what you consume. And I want to illustrate that by using a story of my own um, that I'm gonna kind of share with you. So for about eight years, I was single. I mean I went on so many dates, first dates mostly. I lived in New York, so going on a lot of dates is very natural because there's so many people. But every time I'll go on dates, I kept would say that like, oh, there was always a reason why I didn't like the person. They weren't cool, we didn't have any chemistry, I wasn't attracted to them, or they were boring, or they weren't funny. I just had all these reasons. And so I started going to a new therapist um, to kind of help me with this. So I'm talking to her in my intake call. Usually you have an intake call, and you know they just the therapist is trying to understand who you are, or what your goals are. So I'm telling her about my dating experiences, and she says to me, so it's interesting. You're telling me all about your life and your family and this. And you're saying that you can't, you don't have a partner, but it doesn't sound like you have any room in your life for a partner. Seems like you're kind of like emotionally unavailable for that. And I was like, oh, wow. I had been thinking this whole time that the men I was dating were the problem. And really, I realized that I was kind of part of the problem. And so my therapist and I, therapist and I started where I, I mean, I definitely was like, Book me, I'm working with you, girl. Because like she was awesome. So I started working with her. And I actually was sort of like dating someone. Um, we started dating. And then that person had some personal things going on. So they were kind of like in and out. We weren't really like physically dating anymore. But we were still in contact. One time I'm telling her a story about mm, talking to a friend about him. And I was trying to explain. Like I was giving space for it and all that. So she kind of stops me and says okay, so this person you're talking to, do they have a healthy relationship or a relationship that you look up to or have they been in a relationship you looked up to? And I said, no, because they they weren't someone that I looked at and thought, oh, this person has healthy relationships. And then she says, okay, so you're a business owner. Since you're a business owner, would you go to someone for advice about your business if they didn't own a business? And I said, absolutely not because they won't understand what I'm going through. So she goes, just a recommendation maybe you should not be asking people who are not in healthy relationships about being in a healthy relationship or about your relationship um advice and it just struck me and i was like oh wow she's right and it was easy for me to see that correlation with my business but it was harder to see in my personal life so her and i um ended up kind of not working together anymore just because i was living abroad and just with like laws and stuff she couldn't work with me but after that conversation, I remember thinking I needed to detox and think about what was my life like. So I started looking at all the things in my life that were talking about relationships. I was really into at the time watching a lot of dating shows like Love is Blind, Love at First Sight, and I realized like those that was I was consuming content that was not promoting healthy relationships while those shows are extremely interesting and they can create a lot of conversation and entertainment, 95 to almost 100% of those relationships do not end with long-term partnerships. And it it creates this experience of when you watch those shows, a lot of the people on the shows are not self-reflective, they're not doing the work, the self-work, to really understand how to promote a healthy relationship. So I had to detox and I stopped watching those shows. That was the main reason I stopped watching them was because I realized they weren't promoting the life that I really wanted, the, the relationship I wanted. In addition, I was reading these novels, a novel series. I won't say which one it is because I don't want to shade the person <laughs> that writes them because they're really good. But in all of the books, there's like a, a main character who finds a partner in some like really cool way then they break up because somebody has some issue and then they get back together in this grandiose way. Now this is, was problematic for me at the time because I was dating the guy I talked about earlier, he was going through something personal and I was kind of like waiting for us to have this like big come back together moment, which actually never happened. And I realized like I was kind of tethered to this narrative so I stopped reading those books too. So I had to go through kind of like a shedding process and just get rid of and detox certain things because I recognized that my behaviors and what I was consuming was actually really poor for what I was looking for, the desire that I actually had. Then I started to then say, okay, I have to change these narratives. I knew I had some codependency issues. I knew I had to like reframe what a healthy relationship would look like, feel like. And so I started to do a lot of work on myself. Once I started to kind of read some books and I had some really great book recommendations that I went through, I read about two or three books at this time to kind of work through some stuff. The third thing that I did was I started to plan out what I wanted. I started to write down the type of partner I wanted, but not like, oh, I want him to be this tall or wear these type of shoes or that. I started writing down how I wanted him to make me feel how i wanted to to show up in the relationship how i wanted to feel in the relationship i started to write down um things that were important to me like how we would live you know like i like to go out um but i don't want to be out all night so i just like you know i want to explore the world like things like that that they want to travel with me so things that were not about like them as a person but kind of like the character of the person of the character of our relationship, how we would and how I would feel in that experience. So that was like my third kind of like step. And then I started and I started to act on that as I had written it out. I started to do things that I wanted. Like I was traveling a lot. I started taking myself on dates. I started being alone a much more than I normally was because I was like, if I can't be with me, then what if who's to say someone else can? Um, and sometimes it's hard to be our, by ourselves and in our thoughts because our, our, when we're alone, our thoughts start to kind of run amok. And so there was a lot of work I had to do for that. And I also just kept making sure to feed positive narratives during this time because I wanted to make sure that I was really preparing for something else. The next thing I started to do was I was really trying to make sure I was happy. You know. So I started this t- detox around September 2021. And then in February of 2022, I meet my current partner, and I'm gonna talk a little bit about what I did during those six months during this detox, and then I'll talk a little bit more about things. So during this, the first I kind of broke it down into four steps. So the first thing I did was was really letting go of some of the old narratives. I had already identified with my therapist that I had some codependency issues, um, and I was working through those narratives. Mostly with her. So we spent some time doing that together. Um, But I detoxed with TV shows, what books I was reading. Anything that that didn't support the desire to be in a relationship with an emotionally stable, emotionally healthy person, I took away. So any narratives, conversations, I just kind of like totally shed that and started to also take away these codependent behaviors that I was doing. Then like the next step, I started really trying to heal because you know, you have a pattern, you have to break the, pa- first you got to know the pattern exists and then start to change it. But then you have to replace that pattern with something new. So I started reading a lot of books and making sure all the content that I was in- ingesting was supporting my dream and my desire to have this like really healthy relationship. So that took time because, you know, and that's a lot of, you know, the sh- the shedding and the healing process, there's a lot of tears, there's a lot of emotions because, you're literally like growing a new experience for yourself, but you also like feel bad for the person that believed those things. I There's certain things I believed about myself that weren't true and I had to kind of like grieve them and then also start anew. And then in my third step, I started to act in the ways that I knew I wanted. So, oh, I missed the part. Sorry. So when I go, when you think about Healing the narratives during the healing process i started to write down what i wanted in a partner and not like how tall was he or you know what kind of shoes did he wear or this and that i started thinking about how do i want to feel with this person what how do i want to show up in the relationship how do i want it to impact me and just like what i knew i needed right and really sometimes even looking at like what my relationship with my friends were because those were certain positive relationships I already had so once I knew what that was the third step I was able to actually act upon it one of the things I wanted to do is have more confidence in the relationship for example in the past I've had experiences I'm really confident at work for example like I know I'm a very intelligent person and I would I show up like this I'm I'm it I'm that chick right but in relationships sometimes I didn't do that even though some people may look at me and be like well why not well, I had some issues from growing up that I was still trying to heal, so I wanted to be more confident. So I started try- trying to exude more confidence just by myself. Um, I wanted to make sure that I stopped apologizing for who I was. For example, I am a verbal processor. I love to talk. I'm very extroverted. And sometimes I would apologize for that, so I stopped saying sorry. I stop apologizing for crying. I'm a very emotional, sensitive person. It is a fact that I will cry multiple times a month and I don't wanna feel bad about it. So I stopped apologizing for crying, even with my friends. I would just be like, this is who I am and I was trying to show up. And not in a egotistical, like, y'all better get with it, this is who I am. No, just like a, this is who I am, I'm trying to, you know, I don't wanna take up too much space, but I also like, want to acknowledge like this is the person I've entered the world as and trying to be in a positive space around that. So I stopped apologizing for who I was. So during this third step of the process was really around, you know, acting in ways to make sure this is how I would act in this relationship. I'm going to be confident. I'm going to make sure that I like don't apologize for who I am. Yes, I'm still reflective because, you know, you don't want to just be, for example, our verbal process. I can't just take up all the room in, the, in 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 like a conversation and never have space for someone else. But I was just actively working on these things on my own. Now, during this time, I have no dates. <laughs> so the fourth step is really like focusing on like protecting and believing in your dream that you desire. But for those six months, when I tell you I was traveling, doing stuff, I was not being approached by anyone. It was really interesting because nothing was really coming through and it was making me question if my desire was possible but I kept believing I'm going to share this with you all I haven't really shared this with most people when I want something I typically will make a playlist and I had this playlist and it was called like manifesting love and it was I had these songs that were um that I would listen to one of my favorite ones was Patti LaBelle right kind of lover and in the and she just talks about her right kind of lover in there and I used to sing it at the top of my lungs while I would drive around because I felt like I had to be in the energy of attracting this person so fast forward to February 2022 I decided to take this really bold move and leave my stuff in Florida I like basically was living in Brooklyn took my stuff from brooklyn whatever fit my car drove to florida and decided i was gonna leave and put myself in storage and move to uh just get a one-way ticket to a a caribbean island within 12 hours of being on the island i'm at a party but it was kind of like a party's a little stretch it was like they were having live music people were hanging out drinking and doing stuff like that a man walks up to me and says hi and tells me his name and he's my we've been together ever since that day he is the full embodiment of the person that I have been looking for for those eight years that I found in six months. He is someone that I need and I will say I need because he balances me. I want him and I need him. <laughs> and it's because he balances me in a way that I never expected. And when I look back at that journal prompt um, that I I ri- have written down what I wanted in a partner, he is literally pretty much it to the T. And... Now that I'm with him and we have like a great relationship, I still have to protect our relationship. I have to be mindful of what I consume. I have to be mindful of consuming content around relationships. Do I I don't go on social media and listen to videos around people cheating or people not being kind to each other in relationships. I don't engage in... I have friends that I've seen in their relationships arguing in front of me and... I do not engage in those. I try to opt out. Um, I try to consume information that supports a positive, healthy partnership with someone. Now, does that mean it's gonna be easy? No, because we have to have hard conversations, but I don't scream, he doesn't scream. We, it's something that I recognize, like in order to get a dream that you want or a desire, you really have to protect it and that impacts the c- consumption that you're having. These, this force that process that I use is like the way that I've been bringing a lot of things into my life. But the reason I bring it up is because you have to really look at your life right now. What is something that you really want that you've been wanting for a long time? A relationship, a new job, more money. What in your, you need to look at your life and look at what you're consuming. What are you currently consuming that promotes that desire? And what are you consuming that is hindering that? And I would argue that the things that you are consuming are that are not aligned, you may be consuming more of it. And I shared my story, not to gloat, because that's not the whole purpose of this. It's not to say, oh, I have a relationship, you don't. That's not, because that's like silly <laughs> The whole purpose of it is to show you that like you have to change. You are the person in control of your life. So when people say, I'm not in a relationship because dating sucks, what narrative are you seeing consuming that is promoting that? When you say, I don't have enough money, what are the narratives in your life that are also promoting that? What are the conversations you're having with your friends? What kind, If you want a new job, what is hindering that in your life? You have to start looking at yourself and stop looking at everybody else. What are you putting into your life? You can manifest anything you want. Like we talked about in the first episode, your dreams are proof that's what's possible. So if you have a dream and it's sticking with you, you want to be a business owner, you want to, you know, travel somewhere, you want a new job, you're the only person holding you back. Because your your mindset and what you're thinking and how you're consuming content and information and... The people around you are really impacting your ability to manifest things into your life. I would not have this relationship if I had continued the way I was. That's 100% true because I did not believe it was possible until I started to change my narratives. I shedded the old narratives, created new ones, healed them, learned a new way, started to plan like how I was going to get there and take action towards it and then protect it. Once I once I started like working towards it, I had to protect it. Those four steps are ways that I have made this happen. I'm sure you can do the same thing. Now, one way I would I I created something for you because I feel like everyone deserves this. I created a five day audio series for free. It's called Fear to Fulfillment, where you can learn my four step process. That you can go ahead and take it and just kind of see how it would work for you. Because I know you have a desire you want. We all have desires. Everybody has desires. Everybody has dreams and things they want to achieve that you may not have gotten there yet. And so that is really important for you to get to. So the two homework assignments I'm going to give you today. The first one is go look at your life. Be honest with yourself. Really look at what you're consuming. The people around you, the information you're consuming on the internet, social media, just go ahead and just do a deep, deep dive into what am I consuming? But think about what you want when you're doing this. I want X. What is hindering or helping or sorry, hindering or yeah, hindering or helping this experience? Be honest. You might want to write it down. The second thing is to go into the show notes and just go grab that free gift, which is a five-day audio series that will talk to walk you in a little bit more depth than I went into today around my framework, which I actually call Seasons of Joy, because the whole purpose of it is to bring you that desire, that, that thing that's going to bring, make you more joyful. So why don't you go check it out? Um, oh, I'm going to add a third thing. One, subscribe to the podcast for wherever you're listening, or um, if you're on YouTube, or if you're on Apple, or Spotify, all the things. Just subscribe so you won't miss an episode. And until next week, y'all, I will see you then. Take care of yourself and go do your homework. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. I am so grateful for your time and your energy around this podcast. If you'd like to subscribe, I highly recommend it so that you won't miss an episode. Anything that I mentioned, will be in the show notes, so go check those out. And until next time, dream big, be bold, and choose your happy. Thank you so much.